Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there, and welcome back to Your Ultimate Life, episode 641. This is our third of 18 episodes on the extremely important topic of forgiveness. And I know 18 episodes is a lot, but it's a very deep and very powerful topic. And, you know, I said in episode one of this, which is, I think, 639, that forgiveness might be the most important word in the universe except love. I meant that. And it has played a pivotal role not only for me, but for many that I've worked with. And it's such a liberating and powerful force. Yesterday, we talked about ways that you accumulate hurt. And each of us do from injuries and accidents as infants, falling down, bumping, to punishment, to getting slapped, to uh, getting uh, beat up by friends, to getting treated unfaithfully by partners or business partners, stolen from, ripped off, you know, criminal activity, somebody robbed or stole your car or beat you up or broke into your house. And I remember the time my house was broken into uh, the first time. It happened three times in my life. It was, I felt so violated. Stuff was missing and things were broken and, oh, talk about violation. And, you know, that wasn't even a physical violation. Someone who's assaulted or someone who's raped, I can hardly even imagine the assault, the violation, that that the fear. And I remember that visceral feeling in, in the, just from the robbery. And that isn't anything on the personal level because I wasn't physically attacked. So we talked about that yesterday and about learning or or this statement, the assertion. I didn't teach how or talk about how, explain how I have discovered. I won't even say teach because I'm not going to pretend that I know all the answers, but it's something that I've learned that's powerful. Talked about letting those rocks go. Now we're going to explore the other side of that coin. Because no matter how good we think we are, no matter how nice we try to be, we hurt people. We hurt people sometimes because we've been hurt. You know, hurt people hurt people, right? So maybe we've been uh, hurt, abused, mistreated. And so we carry that on, the generational cycle of abuse, whether it's verbal or physical or sexual or emotional and there's some you know, disorders associated with that, all those alphabetized things, you know, narcissistic and borderline and other disorders that really are people hurting people and hurt people hurting people. So this isn't a psychobabble shrink conversation. What it is, what it is is a, a look at the other side of that coin. So <clears throat> who have you hurt? For me, this was thorny. This was painful. This was one of the biggest, the biggest struggle. I I was abused as a child. Physical punishment that today would be jail time, felony child abuse, sexual abuse that was wrong. It was in the form of punishment, but it was shaming and embarrassing that involved sexual stuff. And it would be punishable today. 
because we're more enlightened. But then it was discipline. So I had all that, and I have all kinds of reasons to be angry, and it had a big impact. I carried depression for 35 years, believing I was the root of all evil and the total failure, and on and on and on and on. And if you want to read the details, it's in the book Tightrope of Depression. My journey from darkness, despair, and death to light, love, and life. But I'm not talking about that here, because that's in the Who Hurt You yesterday. I say that because because of those things and because I didn't take action to correct them, I didn't even understand what depression was and how broken I was. Then I went on and hurt people. So hurt people, hurt people was true in my case. I had really, I didn't know how to love. Love that I had experienced was only conditional. So I believed that's how things were, that you only cared for someone and loved them if they did what they were supposed to do, whatever that is, right? So the relationships I formed were conditional. I expected conditional love in return and got it. So I lived in complete isolation with massive, major depressive disorder. Finally, when it was diagnosed that I'd had it for decades. From early in my teens, it stayed with me when I left home. You would have thought that perhaps you get rid of all that stuff when you get out of the abusive environment. I didn't. The imprint on me was so deep and I didn't take action to fix it because I didn't know how broken I was. I like to think that if I'd understood it, I would have acted, but it didn't, I didn't understand. And so I did nothing and that went on for decades. And so I, I lived a cycle of depression and self-sabotage, self-loathing, self-hatred, needing to prove that I was not okay for 35 years. From, I say 35 because I left home at 17. It actually started before that. In my early teens, I started experimenting with drugs as an escape. But I'll start with 17 until I was 52. And in 52, a divine intervention happened, and it was an invitation to change. And it was finally strong enough and loud enough that I realized I could do something. I had my hands on the levers. I don't want you to wait till you're 52 if you have any of the same kinds of descriptions that I have or any of the same kinds of in things in your life. Uh, this is my effort, along with the books that I've written, Tightrope, I was going to get a copy of it and hold it up, but some of you are listening on audio anyway. <clears throat> Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death, which means attempted suicide, to light, love, and life. And it talks about the 35 years and what finally happened at the end of that time to put me on a path to recovery. When you hurt people, you feel guilty. You blame yourself, especially if it has been severe or it has been long-lasting. And things like, if I stole, I can give it back. I may not be able to restore the trust, but I can give the money back or repair the damage to the car or the house or the wall or the whatever. But most of those things are not the ones that live in people's hearts like a dagger, right? So whether it was a mistake or more likely through being selfish or thinking only of yourself or being callous or unkind or intentionally cruel or whatever it is, you and I, we hurt people. Sometimes by choice. Sometimes out of selfishness, I'm just looking out what's good for me or we make out whatever excuse there is at the time. Uh, people are unfaithful. They leave the relationships. Oh, I've fallen out of love and and they lie, and they hide, and they're cruel, or, and I did that. And it was horrible, and it was unkind. 
and I paid for it in that self-loathing. I to camouflage it, I turned to addictions and alcohol and drugs and all kinds of stuff. On top of that, because I lived with the idea, and that wasn't constant. There were periods when I was just trying so hard for years to do everything that was right. I had one of my three failed marriages that lasted 16 years before it was finally sabotaged and ruined and destroyed and followed addictions and the whole nine yards. So the guilt and shame that I felt was the bigger part. So yesterday I talked about who hurt you, and I have plenty of that. But the guilt, shame, and self-loathing that I felt was twice as many years, right? 17 before I left home and then 35, a little over twice. So that was a bigger piece for me. And I hated myself. And I don't know what things you've done to hurt others, but I have talked to plenty of people who have said I can never forgive myself for if I had only this, that, and the other. <clears throat> so here, here's what I have finally learned. I'm 66 now, so in the last 14 years, I finally gotten off that merry-go-round completely and learned to forgive myself. Now, what's really important, and we're going to talk tomorrow in the episode about what forgiveness actually is and what it isn't. And again, like I said yesterday, it's not absolution. It's not pretending things away. It's not ignoring them. It's not pretending there aren't limps. Like the dog story I told yesterday, limps stay. And we have to choose to live with them. We have to choose to not focus on that limp, whatever it is, has now affected me forever. And I'll never be able to, I can never trust again. I can never. That's a choice you make. What I know for sure is you have the power to heal. And it is the choice to get the help and take the actions that are required. That's what I know for sure. I didn't know it for decades, so I'm not like early to the party. I'm late to the party. So whether it is by choice that you did things to hurt others, whether it was by accident whether it was because you were making excuses or being selfish or cruel or whatever it is, you come to a place where you wake up someday. And if you don't come to that place, then you're never faced with this dilemma, dilemma because you live in a place of you don't care about people and you never make choices to change. But if you come to a place where you realize that is not who I want to be, that's not who I want to be. I want to be a different person. And you look at what you've done before and you say, oh, I just, I can't believe I did that. I don't want to do that. I want to change. I want to make it up. I want to fix it. And you can't. You can't fix it. Most of that stuff involves feelings and trust and loyalty and kindness. And you, you can't fix those. And so give up on the idea that you can fix them. Here's what we can do, and this is why forgiveness is so important. When you come to the place in your life that you say, hmm, Shakespeare had a story about two brothers, and I've told this before. One brother, older brother, was trying to kill the younger brother, and the younger brother was always nice to the older brother. And one day, the younger brother rescued the older brother from certain death. And I don't remember which play that's in. I think it's in As You Like It, but I'm not sure. And the older brother was shocked, like he'd been trying to kill his younger brother, and yet his younger brother saved him. Why would he do that? So the older brother changed, stopped trying to do that, and was nice. And those of you that have read the play probably know I'm messing this up a little bit, but that's pretty close. So later there were a group of ladies talking to the older brother who used to be the, you know, the bad guy, and said, 
how come you're so nice now? You used to be the guy. Weren't you the guy that wanted to kill? And he just said really simply, "'Twas I, tis not I." Saying, I used to be that way, I'm not that anymore. And you knew that. So that flies in the face of the idea, well, leopard can't change its spots, zebra can't change its stripes. Yes, we change. Change is the fundamental constant, as it were, of the human experience. You can change, even at the most fundamental level. And that is the core of the power of forgiveness. You can change. So here's the dilemma. The dilemma is when you hurt somebody or a multiple somebodies like I had over many years, many decades in my case, you come to a place where you want to change, you want things to be different, you wish with all your heart stuff was different, you hadn't done this, that, and the other, and you hate yourself so thoroughly that you can't stand, you know, maybe you want to even kill yourself. You can't believe you did that, you see no way out. Well, our life wasn't designed to be a complete failure. As I mentioned in two episodes ago in the episode on rocks, rocks are heavy. They are. They're designed to be. But they're also designed to turn into stepping stones. So here's what I know for sure from my own experience. When you hate yourself and you stay hating yourself, you are forever precluded from doing the good that you could do. From a place of self-loathing, you cannot serve very well. You cannot love very much. You cannot lift very high. You cannot do very much good because you are always weighed down by those rocks. Now, those rocks are a different color than the hate rocks. The hate rocks are red. We talked about those yesterday. Maybe these rocks are blue. I don't know. But these rocks are just as heavy and sometimes heavier because they strike at the core of your self-worth. Here's the truth. You are a divine being. You are designed to fail and then change and then succeed. What? Designed to fail? Nobody made you fail. We all choose that, and sometimes we have accidents. But the the structure of this life is such that we're going to make mistakes and be stupid and be dumb and even be cruel or unkind. Everyone is, a little or a lot. You are not designed to stay broken. We are designed to love and serve each other, and that includes getting rid of the red rocks and the blue rocks. So the thing I want to emphasize in this episode, tomorrow we're going to talk about what is forgiveness. I don't care how much you hate yourself. I don't care what you've done wrong. I don't care how many people have hurt you, or not hurt you, but how many people you have hurt you need to forgive yourself so that you can be the kind of person you meant to be because you're forever precluded from that as long as you swirl in the pool of self-loathing. Now, we'll talk about making amends and doing what you can to fix things. We'll also talk about the complete disconnect between whether or not those you hurt accept your apology and pat you on the head and say, oh, it's okay, I forgive you. That's got nothing, I'm not minimizing that, that's a wonderful thing, but it has nothing to do with you forgiving yourself. There are people that receive that and still don't forgive themselves, and there are people that forgive themselves who never receive that, and they're not being callous and unfeeling. They are unrelated events. The person forgiving you is a journey that they have on their spiritual path, and you forgiving yourself is under your control at all times. So whoever you've hurt, 
however much it's been, there's a path to forgiveness of self. And that is critical for you to create your ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. So no matter what, forgiving yourself is critical to creating your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your